0: Hello. Hello.
1: Kay's back. Um, I have a co-host. I'd like oh. to formally and officially <coughs> ask for you to be the co-host of the BTE podcast. Do you accept?
0: I mean, I thought it would be a little more formal or maybe to get down on a knee or something. No. But sure. I would. I'll accept. Okay. the The demand was. I mean, we can't let the fans down.
1: Right, right, <clears throat> okay. Um. Okay, so for you listening, not just watching, my wife Kay, Kariana, she is. Um, she's gonna join. Hopefully, weekly. I think it's better. Yeah. And um, so we're we're down here. We're sitting in our little. Makeshift studio. I'm not going to call it a basement, but
0: it's the bottom floor of our home.
1: Right, right. Um, and so, two weeks ago, you made your debut.
0: It was mm-hmm. an interview. Mm-hmm.
1: You were interviewing for the job. You didn't know it.
0: Oh, uh, but I did well.
1: But you did well enough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Okay, so. Um, And then last week, for the past week and a half, you were out at the games, CrossFit Games. Right. So there's a lot of people that are obviously interested in CrossFit, the CrossFit Games, and I think would find it cool to know kind of what you were doing out there. Mm Mm-hmm. So what what is your job out at the games? What do you do?
0: So my job pretty much for the last eight years has been you know, to be part of Dave Castro's team. So Dave is the director of the games. Um, it started out being part of a a support team, and then I took on the role of his, I guess, head assistant um, maybe four years ago. And so that's pretty much what I do when I'm there. And that job, um, you know, it's kind of complicated and there's a lot that goes into it, but basically there's a lot that is um, kind of just trying to make his job, um, him, allowing him to focus on like, what he really needs to focus on and not worry about little details or even if he needs to see somebody, having someone call so he's not stuck trying to do it all and be a one-man show. Some kind of his first line of support.
1: What, what makes that job? complicated though.
0: It's complicated because it's not a job that you can really like identify like these this is the role, these are the tasks, this is what you do. There's a lot that's um maybe not intuitive isn't the right word, but a lot of it entails like just knowing Dave mm-hmm. or like I guess for anybody that you're working with. Um you know, there's not a lot of opportunity. It's not like you can really get clarity on a lot of things. So you just sort of have to know based on experience. Um, And then it's a fine line between knowing but not trying to project or make assumptions about things. So that can get kind of complicated to remain um, aware and present, but also a little bit of anticipation. Right. So there's not really like if somebody were to take on that job, I think it would be very complicated and... To, to, like, hand over the job and say, like, here's what you do.
1: Right, because you can't hand over experience. Right. Yeah. Um, so, talk to me a little bit about um, this year versus years past. So, the past two years, I've helped you out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Been on the team as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This year did not... This year was also a very new year for the games, just with the whole shakeup, yeah. the season, how many athletes. Like the venue stayed the same generally, but it was a it was a new every year is a new year for you. But there was some yeah bigger changes. Mm-hmm. Talk talk a little bit about that.
0: Well, yeah, from the games perspective, or sort of everybody that worked this year, it was um, you know just like the athletes were experiencing. A very like moment-to-moment high-pressure environment that was felt on the back end too, I suppose, because mm-hmm. when you're trying to manage that, it it translates as well. Whether it's you know all the logistics that go into it, whether it's cut the cuts, the communication of those, the setting up the field, announcing the workouts, keeping things you know contained. Um, you know, th- there was just a different climate. Also, the press was an element this year that we didn't um, have to contend with in the past. Um, you know, the founder of CrossFit was a little more involved and present this year. Um, so, anytime you know somebody in that position is present, it you know adds an element of pressure. Sure. Um, so there were a lot of things that you know. Well, on one hand, the venue is the same, it's three years now at Madison, I'm, I'd gained some experience in that job after eight years, yeah. there was a whole new set of challenges that was new for this year.
1: Is your job fun? Because it sounds like, actually, is your job fun?
0: That's a tough question. I mean, it's kind of a 50-50. There are fun moments. Uh-huh. I think, you know, when people ask, like, oh, how was the games? You know, we talked about this yesterday. Like, "How's the games? How's the games? And, you know, on one hand, I recognize, like, a lot of people, if they took a snapshot of moments or, you know, if they looked at people's Instagram stories, like, oh, we're riding around in a... What are those carts called? Razor Gator? Yeah, Gators. Or, oh, they're playing Knockout or carrying around the cutout of Dave's dog, Doug. You know, those are, like... The
1: behind the scenes. Yeah, like like, the
0: the snippets. It, we, you know, I thought about it a lot this year. Like there has to be a little element of fun because it is so stressful that I think that has to kind of pop up some of the conversations, kind of some laughs. But I think I wouldn't say the job is overall fun. Mm -hmm. And if you think it's fun, you're probably going to get distracted and, Lose you're not sight there of the to
1: target.
0: watch the games. Yeah, you're not there to watch the games. You're not there to really have a good time. The levity and the fun moments are there to help, you know, make the job bearable. Right. right. And it's not fun, I think, for Dave especially, like who's probably in the highest pressure situation out of everybody. Um, you know, I think he that kind of that stuff just helps so that he doesn't lose his mind for ten days. Of course. Yeah, but you can't really get wrapped into like we're having fun because as soon as you think that or are just like on that trajectory, you're gonna really mess something up.
1: So there's some fun moments, some laughs, mm-hmm. obviously some some like tension, pressure, release right. kind of moments. Where how much of it? How much? What's where do you find the enjoyment in it?
0: Is there, um, what, yeah, what I mean, the enjoyment. enjoyment is the satisfaction of being part of this complex team of people. I mean, it's a very small team really that's at the, actually I shouldn't say it. There's a small team that's really at the core, you know, the people that are responsible for managing the workouts, managing the team at the field, managing the judges, all that stuff. Um, what's really cool is there's a huge team of volunteers. Yeah. You know, I mean, they rehearse. They were on the floor the other night with their shoes off. So they didn't dirty up the floor, all the volunteers, rehearsing the equipment change out. Yeah. So like... Who
1: leads that? Is that a rogue thing?
0: That is a CrossFit thing. So there's a person that's in charge of the, for example, Coliseum volunteers. Okay. There's a person in charge of the Northfield volunteers, equipment, event stuff. So... That being said, I mean, it's a team of people. The enjoyment or the is more of like a pride or satisfaction in having the event go well. Creating a great experience for people, you know, you can't miss seeing all the spectators. Mm-hmm. They're very much there, present, all the time. And, you know, c- cultivating a successful event. And I think that's where a lot of hard working people and the enjoyment is definitely in the um being part of a successful experience for people. Mm.
1: It's worth more. Yeah. Versus fun being like kind of Yeah,
0: it's not for it's not for us. I mean, it's not for you to go. It's a job. You're there to work so yeah. that other people can have fun.
1: So how was this year? In your experience from the past years, it's a high, I know it's a high stress job Mm -hmm. and I know you won't probably give it the mention or the amount of stress and pressure Mm -hmm. and anybody that's in the know knows your job is.
0: Yeah. Let's just say that people basically say like, we don't want your job. right? (laughs) And I think Dave would like, if Dave was sitting here, he would probably laugh. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like you're whoever it is, if you have the boss of your company, like it's nice to get a little like space from that person. I'm really like never, except at night when everybody's sleeping, and even then you're kind of on in case something happens, there isn't that space. So you're sort of always on. You're always
1: on, yeah. And there's, it's wildly unpredictable.
0: Yes. So one of the things, you know, um, Justin Burke, who's like the assistant director of the games, said at one of the press conferences that I thought was like a really great point that people probably don't think about is, you know, in traditional sports, a basketball game, a football game. Well, sure, you might not know, like, and we know I don't know much about sports. Football, like, it might go far longer. There's like overtime, right? There can be, yeah. But for the for the most part, like you know what you know that sport. It's gonna start at this time. You you know the environment. It's not like it changes. Like no, this game. If you you have to shoot, throw the ball backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um. While at the CrossFit Games, we had whatever. We had twelve events, all different, all changing, all new, and I think that is. A lot to manage. I mean, and it's a small team, relatively right. speaking. So as a as a event, I think it is certainly a a challenge.
1: Yeah.
0: And that leads to that unpredictability. I mean there's just a lot like you haven't like, well, we did the sprint, all right, we know how that's gonna go. You're everything you're doing is for the first time.
1: Right. Right, right, right. So how would you rate your year this year
0: yeah um I definitely had a noticeable shift um you know one of the things I struggle with is well two things one is awareness that's something I've been working on um and by that I mean you know I guess it's very closely tied to being present and I think that's such a catchphrase, like be present, be present. But what I mean by that is like not projecting. So the projection is something I think we kind of, I've recently been more aware of and realizing how that ties into awareness. So as far as it relates to a job, um, and it was like a pretty big realization that I had out there in years past projecting or like trying to anticipate things all the time, and good intentions, because like, I want to do a good job. Yeah. What ended up happening was I was really frantic, stressed. I'm already thinking about what's ahead, not what I'm doing. And that results in everything from silly things like where did I put the keys to the gator or the car or uh-huh. yeah. to which could be a problem, right. you know, to, um, you know, bigger things like really making some, I mean, I know there's. There's, you know, you're out there on a field. Dave needs something. I mean, it could result... And this has, I'm sure, happened. I mean, there's actually, like, camera people or people that mess this up. Like, literally, like, going across the field where you maybe shouldn't or running into an athlete or... I mean, there was those things, like, if you're not aware, there's a lot happening. Yeah. And it could be bad. Sure. So, this year um i really ha- felt that that change and like kind of slowing things down we talk about the matrix a lot and it was like that moment where the bullets are coming at um him yeah. and yeah. and like he kind of sees them like i definitely felt and was aware of like okay i'm not frantic let me take that extra second okay this is where i am this is what i'm doing and not trying to mind read anticipate because it's not always the same and right. so you know, that, that was just such a success and it helped me to not be as stressed, which then helped me to do my job better, which is sort of like a cyclical effect. So, you know, I shared with you that that's something, whatever your job is, um, yeah, that heightened awareness, it's going to allow you to do your job better. And then also on a personal side, not feel like you just survived the day. And that was huge for me this year.
1: Yeah, and you couldn't stop everything to be like, what is happening?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, it
1: had to be in real time, on the fly.
0: Yeah, it's not that you're not, that's not the time. Like, that was kind you're of, you're not a test. meditating
1: right. mid work, mid whatever right. time, sprint, event, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, to improve your
0: awareness. Sure. This was like just, it's kind of like doing the work to train for something, and then it's the event. Mm hmm. That's not the time that you're going to get better at yeah. muscle ups, right, right, like right, right, that right, work right. had to be done well before that. So um, it was really like a, an awesome kind of test or environment that tested yeah. all that work I'd done, which was really really great. And for the most part, then, you know, I would say the improvement in my stress level, how I did, you know how I executed my job. All of that was like, I mean, it was huge. The improvement, eighty percent improvement, I'd say. Okay, yeah.
1: What did you do? People are gonna to want to know what did you do to get to there. So you said, "Hey, during test, during mm-hmm. game day, during whatever, I improved by eighty percent." Right, right. What? What? what did
0: you... Yeah, I mean, and again, like it's kind of it's it's not a plug. I mean, it's it's a reflection of like how well it works and what we talk about and why I think you created the practice is like practicing um, those focus points and I, and I think it's like you know I think one of the you know obviously I did the practice mm-hmm. that was big um, I think some of the the journaling for mm-hmm. sure um, just having a constant dialogue or focal point of like I think it's just so easy if you don't have something that grounds you and what you're working on to just all of a sudden it's a month's gone by and you're like oh man I was really I really wanted to work on my awareness but like unless there's something for you to actually action that um, it's just not going to happen so I think the practice was kind of a, a kickoff for me in that like, mm-hmm. there were, I think, the early ones, I, I was still kind of resistant a little bit. Oh,
1: really?
0: Not resistant, but...
1: You're saying that when the practice, the beginning like of year started.
0: Yeah, when yeah. I started the original yep. practice, I don't... I think it was really? just the beginning of my journey, so okay. I don't think I got it. It was kind of, like, still in that mindset of, like, yep, got to do this. Oh. I mean, I... I think, in retrospect, I don't think I realized it That right, Looking right, back, right. it's like, wow, I wasn't probably as open yeah, as yeah, yeah, I was sure. now. Um, yeah, and then obviously, you know, I have the benefit of, like, having you in my life every day. So I think those conversations are that, not coaching, because it's not like that's sort of weird for our relationship. But, yeah, when there's a scenario, not just having it be like, oh, I just don't want to talk about it. But really looking at it and be like, okay, this happened. Why did that happen? You know, trying to be aware of like, okay, how am I projecting in our relationship? How am I projecting with the kids? Not just um, kind of glazing over and being like, I don't feel like dealing with it today. So I think it is a very much everyday thing. Um, and whether it's the practice or writing after your workouts or doing the morning pages or, you know, it's it was a, probably a... A lot of things that got me there um but the main thing was like consistently working on it Um, and you know like i said i have the benefit of you people who don't that is why there's the practice because if they don't live with you no hell, don't want to live with me no <laughs> there's a downside to everything Big downside. but yeah so they there needs to be something and i think that was really um yeah, it was... It was Did
1: definitely. you ever think about meditating out there? Because we've, no. we've kind of dabbled a little bit, yeah. you know, a couple years ago, we kind of got into it. And you know, I didn't... I'm not trying to beat up on meditating, I'm just, yeah. you know, just as for people that are okay, the practice, whatever, mm-hmm. do it, don't do it, that's up to you. But like, you know, journaling, obviously, I think is... Yeah. Unfortunately, I think journaling is, is shooed away as something 12-year-old girls do, and it's like seriously i'm going to write and it's like go ahead do it yeah. and tell me how easy that is the first time if you're not used to journaling sure. and and do it for an extended period of time being 1 week
0: mhm tell That's me really how easy that is yeah and so yeah the and the meditation is just um I'm, and again yeah we had i thought the meditation like there was definitely value in that mhm um i did some journaling out there mhm I think the meditation um, would have been more challenging because there's not, I'm never, there's even if I, got, I guess, you know, what we know now too about like, okay, what are the priorities? Well, sleep is definitely one. Sure. So am I going to, I can't meditate when I'm on the sideline, I'm supposed to be watching Dave. So I can't meditate during the day. Um, and then on the other ends, it's like, okay, so I could make sure I don't get interrupted by getting up at 4 a.m. But is that really a benefit? Sure. And if you're always knowing you could, your phone could be pinging, you're not really then doing the practice justice. So I did more, I did journal a couple times. Mm -hmm. How long? How long the journaling? Minutes. It was just like, I have some time. I'm going to journal. Just I think the act of like, because I do think it slows you down and it has a chance to just have that like little conversation with yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I did try to move and I, and that was a definite change for me is like last year it was like, I can't get like some awesome workout in whatever that means. So forget it. And last year the, I do think our days were longer. Um, so the sleep was less, but this year it was like a, a different perspective also, you know, based on what we've worked on with moving. Like not, you know. One morning, I did a hundred burpees, not for time. Yeah. Like just more so having that time with myself, doing the breathing. Right. Kind of just moving for one, like. You know, just to move my body because I was just standing all day or walking. Right. Um, But also just to have to get
1: fitter. Right. Because you're training for a half Ironman next month in one month. And you know, you rode the bike a couple times, but like, yeah, I rode the bike, did swim fitness level. No,
0: No. right, but the movement was more of a time like that. I could, um, yeah, like practice that being present, like breathing, moving, yeah. You know, you have thoughts that come and go, so that was kind of, um, that was probably the closest to a meditative practice, you know what I mean? That I sure, Yeah, 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 so yeah. So it was, um, it was definitely a, you know, a success in terms of, I didn't come home feeling like destroyed. Right. Emotionally. I mean, there's been some years that I was definitely emotionally. Broke. Wrecked. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Right. That's good. Um what were some observations from your perspective, from your you know, unique perspective mm-hmm. also? And, you know, obviously I'm not asking you to divulge anything that's like, right. sensitive or, you know, I, I respect that confidentiality, but what were some things that you noticed kind of as it pertains to maybe either, you know, mindset or, or, or performance or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the things that you know, between the years is kind of about, at the highest level of the sport of let's say, right. fitness. What were some observations you had?
0: Yeah, I mean it was really interesting. Obviously, my perspective, I get to be very I wouldn't say like up close and personal with the athletes, but you're always you're in their space a yeah. lot in the warm-up area, on the sideline, you know, sometimes in conversations that they're having with the judge or Dave or whatever. Um And this year was definitely a very different feeling. Um, You know, the cuts, I think, took, from a mindset place, like, really took those athletes to a new space. I Um, love the cuts. Yeah, the cuts cuts. and I think what's interesting is the cuts, but also the unknown workouts. Like, one, one wouldn't have... If there were cuts, but they knew all the workouts... That wouldn't have been as challenging. If they knew all the... They didn't know the workouts, but there weren't cuts, again, okay, that's not as challenging. The fact that there were both, it made it very much like an ultimate test. And not just a test of your fitness because, you know, I think anybody can go out and go hard for one workout. Yeah. But the pressure of knowing, like kind of, not not just being cut once, but... the the length of time and expanding that over the weekend, I think people just, that broke them. Yeah, I love it. And I think they're not as accustomed to, you know, we see in the games every year and we talk about this and your point was like, brand new people, this is their first year of the games, they kind of don't know anything. They're just experiencing it all. And so the first year is kind of like a, they, they don't, Maybe it's less pressure. Then the super seasoned athletes know that um, they know the deal. They've kind of been through the full weekend. And that that goes in terms of fueling. That's probably the the draining emotional side of it. The people in the middle are kind of like, I feel like they're the ones that really struggle.
1: Well, they know enough to Mm -hmm. know now. Like the first year, the rookie doesn't know anything. Right. So it's just like this is awesome, mm-hmm. you know. No pressure. Nobody's no pressure. looking. No one yeah. really cares that you're there. Like also, yeah. not not no one cares, but like there's not there, your beginner's luck is a thing right. that is generally known, mm-hmm. and it's it's because of that. Like, yeah, and it's just they're just there to have fun and enjoy whatever.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I think right. So that was kind of I think that every year there's that element. as it is but this year I mean I think people were really like kind of hanging their hats on like it's just not fair there was such a focus on like this isn't fair this isn't fair and like and it's like well what's fair I mean you're the anticipation is you've been training hard this is the and really it was kind of cool because now with all the sanctionals and stuff like This is the CrossFit Games. This is supposed to be the pinnacle of all those things. Right. So it should be higher pressure. You should be prepared. And I think, you know, now that CrossFit is kind of an established sport and these people are, these athletes are kind of popular and there's the followers. I think there was just such a disconnect with many of them. And Dave made this point in a press conference that like, this isn't a popularity contest about how many Instagram followers you have. This is mm-hmm. like a test. Everything yeah. there is a test, not a workout, a test. So I think people going into that disillusioned about, like, you know, Matt Fraser, Tia Claire Toomey had no problem. Right. One of the reasons is they're very clear on why they're there and yeah. what they're doing. And while they're also always appreciative of their support and they talk about that, they're not confused as to what They're doing their main priority is to train to win the CrossFit. To win, though, but to win, but that's the thing to Mm -hmm. win,
1: not to have not to finish with the most points, right? And have other people make mistakes. Like, you're there to win, right? And that was one of the things with the cuts that I I love that the cut on Saturday morning was after the sprint. We talked about this, and because it was supposed to be a sprint. Right. And we've seen it so many years in the past, and it's like I don't I am losing respect for you because you're kind like you're not your stride is not open,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're yeah. Playing I mean, so what you mean is
0: what you're saying is people for people that don't quite understand, like if you know the other events coming up, there's an element of gaming it. Without so a doubt. The okay, game I event. don't have to go all out. And what if I? I mean, and somebody mm-hmm. tore their hamstring or whatever. Yep. So there's kind of that like that risk part of this sport there's a risk if you're really working at it there is a inevitable risk and if you take that out it, yeah it loses some of its like well I'm not gonna go hundred percent because I know this and that and my points and it becomes like a numbers game versus a test of and really for CrossFit what's funny about it is I think there's so much talk about mental toughness with crossfit athletes. Yeah. More so than I think other like I don't I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like I don't think it's as much in the space of like basketball. Like are those people like mentally tough? like there's there's this thing about the pain and the right with crossfit athletes. Yeah,
1: that's thrown around.
0: But there. then you take a test like this, which is like sure requires another element beyond the physical. Yeah. And people, you know, start to suffer. So it's like, I think there's a comfort level that sort of, people got a little comfortable. And this was kind of a wake-up call. So that was cool. I
1: agree. And I think that, again, in my whole thing with mental toughness, you are not mentally tough because you do a grueling workout. Right. Stop associating those two. Mm -hmm. You put a weight vest on and did something... No no, doesn't matter, yeah, like that is the big thing with mental toughness and you know I from my observation, I heard a couple media interviews and actually, that's where it all came from, so it's not even like I didn't have the benefit of of overhearing conversations mm-hmm. that might have not been like you know because you're involved with a bunch of things that right. are off camera mm-hmm. and and kind of in a realm of like this isn't for public release. I was in New Jersey and still following along and with people like you go to the morning chalk up or you go to, I mean, mostly the morning chalk up, they had a Mm -hmm. lot of that. And the bitching about the cuts from big names was, I was like, are you kidding me? So, oh, the cuts, they're not fair to, to to be a professional athlete Mm -hmm. and play the fair card absolutely blows my mind. Yeah. And I heard a couple things of like, you know, I thought I would do really well in this event and I didn't. And it's like, right, because so what are you doing the rest of the year before that point? Right. You know, I guess I should do more things where I go harder or go longer or do, you know, whatever. Right. it's like, okay, Not, now
0: I know some I have to change something, but that's right, on but you. The,
1: but the mindset piece isn't like
0: no, that, but that's a... Doing more a, hard work. Right. Guys. That's a separate thing. And, you know, I, I did have the chance to talk to um, Chris Hinshaw at one point in the weekend, or at, at the end of the weekend. And it was really interesting that, um, you know, he's uh, been an Ironman athlete and done, you yeah. know, done really well in, in that. And that's like long, long efforts. And one of the things he was saying was that you know, a lot of these athletes just aren't aren't used to being in a space of like going through those emotional like lows and highs. Right. And, you know, the workouts are so short. So to your point, like mental toughness isn't a grueling workout. What it is is like being able to identify, okay, where am I at? What's happening? Whether it's like, you know, because I think for a lot of them, the cuts probably, I mean, obviously that's what we're saying, the notion of being cut impacted probably their performance or right. their ability because, to endure. Because and,
1: and, and I would submit that the notion of being cut then, the association is, it says something about you as a human being.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not like, hey, you know what? Nobody was saying like, yeah, you know, I just... From a performance standpoint, wow, like so-and-so did better than me. Right.
0: It's an ego. How, it's a blow to It's, a, ego. it's an ego.
1: And yeah. it's an identity thing. Right. And that's mindset and that's mental toughness. It's it's that place from within. It's not what you do on the outside mm-hmm. or how ripped your abs are or anything or, yeah. or any of that. And, and, you know, don't ever quit. Like, no. Right. You know, oh, don't ever quit. Like, of course, I'm not going to condone quitting, but that's a big thing with mental toughness where people are like, yeah, you just don't quit or just tell that voice to shut up. Like you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely wrong. You have to have a conversation with it. Right. And, you know, one of, and I was telling you about this, but like, I get it. The military is not always applicable to, you know, sports and training Mm -hmm. and life and stuff. But one of the things about really developing the mindset and testing people from a mental standpoint, how do you test somebody from a mental strength standpoint well you don't tell them anything and you and you let them know that the risk is is very real it's unescapable for many Mm -hmm. and you you let them see so in special forces selection you would have there's probably four to five hundred people there that started day one right maybe maybe high threes but a lot of people right a lot of people Every day, like multiple times a day, you stand in a giant formation, a big old people box, and the cadre just call out numbers. Right. So you wear white tape. You don't wear name tags or anything like that. You don't wear rank. You're, you're just a number. Yeah, and I was I was actually uh, number thirteen.
0: Okay.
1: So like the lucky like, number thirteen. Well, I tell you what, we were at a Ave, mm-hmm. and the um, what's it called? And, uh, hi, Riley. You want to go back upstairs? Go upstairs. Um, and the, the guy, you know, the commander in charge of it was like, where's 13? And he's like, you're not going to make it. And I was like. Oh, no. And I'm like, okay, this is good. But
0: what's funny about that, too, is like, someone else. Would probably let the fact that they were number thirteen without a doubt ruin like well yeah, for I for sure and, I, and then I and didn't that's what make he was doing was and like honestly 13. like he's
1: not there to be nice to me his job right. is to make sure that the best people get selected yeah and if somebody's gonna lose their mind over the fact that they're roster number thirteen right anyway so they call out names so you have a bunch like whatever I'm not gonna go into selection but every day. There's multiple times about that, and you don't know if that's a good if your number gets called. You don't know if that's good or bad, mm-hmm. and so that thought of getting cut,
0: yeah, is that You have to practice that land. every day. Yeah, yeah. So, well, what's funny though is CrossFit, the unknown and unknowable. I mean, that's that is you know part of the part of the deal with what CrossFit is. Um, and all of a sudden, though, like we talk about this in the um, in the gym, people like to get their bar, they stand in the same spot, they want to know the workouts for the week, and so for the average person, you know, <clears throat> Hold that's... a second.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Where's the...
0: I know. I... Come on. Upstairs. Can you take them or... Yeah, they're like downstairs. No.
1: They're... No. You're, you have a job. Go on, upstairs. Hold on,
0: dog break. Upstairs. Um. Yeah, so I think over the past few, you know, I, as CrossFit has evolved, it's sort of like lost some of that. And from a average recreational athlete, it's like, yeah. okay, is it really a big deal? No. But a lot of the games are these. I mean, yeah, there's very little probably of that. Um, and you know, I don't know what, I don't know what or Matt or some of those guys you know were rich Um, but I mean I think um, I think that's something that's some of the people that got cut who were just destroyed because of that that's that's something they have to look at that they're just not it's not part of their training and yeah it's missing but that's what's so incredible is just that dichotomy of like Everybody looks at them, like you said, and, all oh, these people are so mentally tough. They do such hard workouts. And they're not doing, to your point, any of the... They're not training their mind. Right. They're training their body. And, yeah, I agree. They have a high threshold for pain. That's not mental toughness, though. Huh. So, you know, and, yeah, where they are now, what's more fascinating is it would be cool to hear what the hell is happening with them this week. Because as you said, this is their identity. They weren't in the last workout waving at all the fans at the end of the CrossFit games. So how are they I mean, I saw one of the athletes actually said, and I don't know if it was public or not, so but like I'm not coming back next year if this is what this is gonna be. Really? Like a two year and it was actually someone that's pretty new. Like a two day experience. And it's like, wow, you are literally saying that you're just you know what I mean? That's such yeah. a like like that's the problem right there. Is you don't have the confidence? Right. You're basically saying next year I'll also not make it past day 2. Yeah. So I'm not going to bother. Yeah. And that is just not the right mindset to have like Yeah. So I think um yeah, I do wonder where those people are right now and how they're handling it, you know, week past the games when it's like and I and I wonder how many might say like Sure, there's sponsorships and things like that that people have to, Mm -hmm. if that's their job. But what's interesting is how much this experience is going to deflate them to get back at it and train hard. It's going to be one of two things. They're either going to be motivated by it and be like, wow, I need to step up my game in in every way. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to be totally defeated and be like, I can't do that again.
1: Yeah. Um. Was there, what about some athletes or some, some examples of people that you thought like really had displayed a, a, a good degree of mental toughness or mindset or kind of had their, like we're positive because we're kind of saying like, Hey, you know, a bunch of, and I would say like a, for, for a lot now there was 150 athletes. Mm-hmm. So to say most of them, are yeah. do something or are deficient like that's that's you can't I can't no we can't and make I that think count. a huge but, group of
0: them were very they were very aware they were going to get cut right because it was the way it was this year it was more so that group that maybe in years past was still in the finals at the end and this year they weren't
1: yeah I mean I I, I the, some of the bigger names and yeah. I don't and think I didn't it's,
0: see any of that stuff so it's kind of funny that like the only experience I have with that was. The little I saw or what I knew from behind the scenes, because I wasn't really obviously on watching from, a, you know, the, watching the media. Like there just wasn't. Right, right, right. Um, but I, you know, I do think, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's such a, it's kind of, I, I don't want to sound like obvious, but like, you know, there's something to all the people that I thought did well. Are from basically trained together in Cookville. Like Rich, Matt, obviously the team, that, you know, Mayhem's team, you know, because even if they're not together, that team actually did do a lot of training together. Yeah. yeah. Um, Haley, right? Yeah, she's a stud. So, you know, and I think there's something to do there with like a genuineness, like, They work really hard, but, you know, there's, there's, um, there's just something there that's an intangible too, with like what, who they surround themselves with, what they choose for their life. Like, um, it's just, uh, I think really authentic. So I think they obviously demonstrated that, um, kind of always when you saw them, you know, like in a good place, like conversational, not like you can just see not that athlete, you know, obviously sometimes there's a time to be kind of like focused and serious, but they were they didn't ever look like they were in that like point of like a bad place, so to speak. Um you know, I yeah, I, I'm not really sure. Um mm-hmm. It's a little bit hard to say that from my perspective. I mean, that's the obvious one. Um, you know, I do think that Katra David's daughter in the past has been... It seems like she's struggled more in the past, like, emotionally. I mean, pub, you know, that's usually a public mm-hmm. thing, that she wears her emotions pretty on, the, on her sleeve. And she seemed to be more composed, but other than Katrin? that yeah i thought this year like you know she i mean she obviously wasn't winning right um but i th- i think in years past like she it seems like she would have been more susceptible to like the pressure of the cuts and she seemed to do well with that um but yeah i think it's hard to say like who really excelled in that yeah. um, in that top field um you know, so, but I guess some of the people that were cut, you know, I heard a couple of people that there were, there were some athletes that were like, okay with it. I think Patrick Vellner was actually like, not like that night. He, they had people at their house, their Airbnb and had dinner and his wife was there or whatever. Or I guess he's not married. I don't know. His girlfriend, whatever it was. And it wasn't like the world coming to an end. mm So, um, yeah, it'll be, I think what's most interesting is how not like really on day two, three, four of the games, but like I said, kind of how it's going to play out over the next few months with what those athletes choose to do. Yeah. I wonder,
1: I wonder, um, it's kind of a, it's just a question, obviously I know, you know, Some people, but not all of them. But what are people really doing
0: to Mm -hmm. train their mindset? Yeah.
1: Like, that is an interesting thing to me because.
0: But I think that's what we're saying is there's, I, I think it's just been so confused as synonymous with hard training. So I think it's like maybe now there's a little bit, like it was kind of refreshing hearing that from Hinshaw, who spends a lot of time yeah. with with the best athletes. Um, you know, I know a lot of them in the top 10 had reached out to him and came down and trained. And, you know, he said, um, you know, it goes a long way for people. He'll say, like, come to Cookville. And and it's kind of a test to see, too, if they're really serious about it, they're going to they're gonna go down there and make that trip. But... Yeah, it was kind of refreshing to hear him identify that and also be in agreement of like a lot of the mindset stuff that's out there right now is not it's garbage. It's it's not yeah. it's not helpful. It's just right. it's just fluff. Yeah. So, like maybe now there's a little bit more of like, oh, okay, there's there's a little bit of it like that wasn't really you know, people identifying like it didn't have anything to do with how hard I was willing to work. The real pitfall for me was not about that. Okay. So what what do I do to improve that? And um but to your point too, there's not a lot like unless they seek out you or I mean who who else do we know that's really what else is out there that's actually impactful or effective for these people? I
1: mean, I obviously don't know cuz yeah. yeah. you know, I don't have experience with what other people are doing. So they might be doing. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's people doing good stuff, but
0: but it's not like there's this body right now, this entity that's like, oh yeah, they'll just all go to, blah blah blah. Right. So it's a it is a, a even though the mindset stuff is so noisy right now, there's actually nobody. You know those athletes like they want things. They also need something that's very effective, efficient. I just think and that, that works.
1: I just think that there's and I under and I get it. The like putting up posts and motivation and all of that. And like, I understand that everyone does it and Mm -hmm. it's part of it, but it is bullshit. Yeah. Then when you're there in the moment, you are the only person to fuck up Mm -hmm. and you're going to say, it's not fair. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And like, but, but how the easy is, it is to say quotes, how easy it is to my, be like, well, in find that, your why. And in that moment,
0: like, are those people really referring back to like, oh, wait, let me, how do I rectify this feeling I have? Oh, yes, there's a great quote. Like, nobody no, does it. And nobody that's, quotes. But that's like when we, going full circle back to me talking about my experience out there, not as an athlete, of course, but being in the mindset space of working in a high pressure job where... You don't want to fuck things up. You want to do well. Like, uh-huh. it's super stressful. And I can tell you that, yeah, for the last eight years, or seven years before this year, I read plenty of books. Yeah. Was very aware of, like, great quotes about hard work and the cat hanging from the tree, hanging there, like, all that stupid shit. And none of it helped. What helped was the work I did in this year to train that Muscle, so to speak, of like right. awareness, slowing things down. Okay, I'm not. I'm doing this, that, like to to our point too, like knowing yourself, getting familiar with how you operate, where, how you get out of, you know, what state you're in, all that stuff. So,
1: but there's no there's no start to finish. Like, right here's the seven steps. Yeah, here's the yeah. here's the blueprint. Well,
0: that's what everybody wants to know. I mean, I should I, you know, I was on a podcast of um you know friend member Christina Previtt, and she asked like well what's the process everybody wants to know what's the process for that and it is just yeah it's really not it's just like someone asking well what's the diet tell me the diet tell Mm -hmm. me and I'll just do it and it's just far more complicated than a linear path of like you know arguably the physical part probably being a games athlete is a little more linear Mm -hmm. you got to do this you got to do that you got to that you got to train all those things and this is how we do it and But the other stuff is just... And we know how much it impacts the physical, the emotional. We all know that. I think every Games athlete, if they had to take a questionnaire, would say yes. The emotional stuff, the other part of your person impacts... I mean, even look at Tia during the lifting. It wasn't just like a... Oh, that's weird. That's strange. She was in that state. Right. She was very specific about the place she was in during that yeah. hour long lifting yeah. because it matters um so maybe people are now starting to to go there but you know it would be interesting to see um yeah to, to keep that conversation going um yeah and see where your stuff could maybe find its way in
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: What are you I, laughing at?
1: I was just thinking about a conversation I was having with a with somebody kind of at that level,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and thinking how like if I was to have a camp, like if I was to do a a, a mindset camp for mm-hmm. them, it, I would it would be so easy to break them for most
0: yeah and maybe that's what people that is maybe you know what people need to kind of like have that awareness moment I mean everybody has those like for me maybe it was like a big argument we had or something like a breakdown of like wow I am like we've talked about this like I need really need to work on my awareness mm-hmm. or and and potentially like some of the two years ago at the games like when it was over being really in a bad place like yeah that is a moment of like okay is it really this is it all the situation or is it me like having to look at like well sure i could blame it all on like it's just a really stressful job
1: mm-hmm.
0: but there's also yeah what what do, what do i need to do to just be able to manage that better so I think it would be interesting to have that moment for those people to be like, wow, and maybe this was that for some people.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: but it is sort of frustrating, and I'll just say it because you probably won't. Yeah, because you're not, you don't have 50,000 Instagram followers. You know, if some Joe Schmo, who is more popular, yeah, decided to do a, saw this as an opportunity Mm -hmm. and they're going to do a mindset camp, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be a shitty one. Mm -hmm. People will sign up. Athletes will go, you know, and because it's like, okay, I'm, and that would be great because they're looking to improve and it'll be like this lost opportunity because it's probably not going to be what they need. And then it's like, well, that didn't really work. And then it's kind of like back to square one. And, you know, I I did do a lot of writing on the way back on the plane. And, yeah, I mean, you, it is frustrating to to be held back because of not having Instagram followers. And yeah. there is something special and unique. And, like, it's just, yeah, like, for lack of a better word, it just like Rich Froning has a gift. Matt Fraser has a gift. They work really hard at it. Right. But they are gifted individuals as it relates to their sport. In the same way, I think you have a gift for what this is. The introspection, the thoughts, like some of the focused things that come up in the practice. Like who, who really like thinks of that and thinks of a way to execute that and combine this and that and and it really, it's a system that, that does work. And so it is very frustrating that it's not just like a popular name that's going to take a word mindset and use their popularity to like it looks like the right thing, but it's really like it lacks the substance. And you have the substance, but you don't have the fame. And so it's kind of a frustrating thing. Yeah. From an objective. Not objective. You're not objective. I'm not but... So. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that for me, I, I'm not disillusioned to think that... Is it disillusioned or illusioned?
0: Disillusioned.
1: But an illusion is...
0: But the but the con- using it like that is.
1: I'm under no illusion.
0: Just or say it disillusioned.
1: Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not disillusioned. Isn't that sounds like a double negative.
0: Well, we'll okay. check and come anyway, back next
1: week to update everybody. I'm not. I'm not under any dis. I'm not disillusioned to think that. Um. You know, just because it might be quality and good and life-changing that it's, you know, that people are just going to magically figure it out.
0: No, oh, so, I know. That's the frustration, though. It's just like...
1: But it's also like, you know, my whole thing is I want also the right people to, to, to want to do it.
0: Yeah. And... Um, yeah, and and it is back to the question, like, is, you know, I actually, there was a press conference with Greg last minute he actually was talking about the games versus what happens in an affiliate yeah and so same thing like from a life change changing people's lives yes matt fraser's life has been changed because this is his job this is his livelihood yes crossfit changed his life and that's awesome yeah that is like a tiny percentage of his life being changed like that very few people are going to have their life changed like right. that Right. versus people that we know in our gym whose lives lives have been changed and, and who cares what they're snatching. That's not why their no. life has been changed. So similar with between the years, I mean, yes, it would be cool to be impactful to somebody like, you know, a high level games athlete, um, and change their life in that way with the mindset but I think your focus also is very much about like the average person changing their life in a way that's not just to win the games no
1: no no and that's that's, I think the big thing like you know I would we were kind of talking about it like yeah I would love to get the right games athletes Mm -hmm. not all games athletes Mm -hmm. and I think that you know, labeling oneself as a games athlete, mm-hmm. and they all do it.
0: Right,
1: they all do it. I mean, and and I I understand. It's not it's not like a criticism. Like I understand yeah. why, and it is something to be very like proud of, yeah. of and tremendously worked. But there's an identity that comes with being a games athlete, and right. a lot of it is.
0: So if you only participate in two days of the games, are you a games athlete anymore? That's the the identity crisis. You know, so
1: yeah yeah and so there's a lot of that that like i'm a games athlete and it's like okay that's not that's not who you are Mm -hmm. and you remove that away or you're somebody who can do crazy things you know what what is your what does your failure rate kind of look like like what is the envelope how are you pushing it um yeah, you know, I heard one one interview, the guy was saying he should probably do more uh more four time workouts versus amraps. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Like, you're at you're at this you're at this level. hmm And that's just you figured it out now like that out right, now. Right, right. Cause that tells me that like, okay, anybody that's ever done an amrap versus a okay, table. We all know that for
0: time is much more sure
1: so i like, oh, oh, we get outside your comfort zone. anyway um so it would be cool but you know i think it, what what to me like i don't want to work with people so that they can win the games yeah that is absolutely not worth my time
0: mm-hmm.
1: or interest it's not to be you know oh i have an olympic lifting coach i have a this coach i have a mindset coach like
0: yeah
1: that's not really what what i'm interested in um you know it, it's it's for people that really want to you know improve beyond that, but it's it, it is kind of frustrating because it's the same thing, like you know. I and and I get quite a bit of it where it's I get sent popular things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not interested, yeah, you know, yeah. like but I, like I and I think it's
0: interested. and maybe it's a conversation for another day, but um, yeah, I, I think you know in terms of integrity, like what's funny is I, I told you, I ran into a guy at the baggage claim Yeah, yeah. who was asked me like, Oh, you were working the games, a local affiliate guy. And I said, yes, I, I worked the games. And he asked if I was running a booth or something. And mm-hmm. I said, no, I work for CrossFit. And so, but by, by the end of it, I said, he asked what I do and I work for Dave. And it was like, all of a sudden his tune changed. Yeah. And, So similarly, like, neither of us, I'm not going to, you know, I had a couple stories or whatever. I never, I would never put out there, you know, like, on a face, like, and here I go. And I'm, I mean, you know, people in our gym know maybe that I'm Dave's assistant. I mean, if they know some of them. But, yeah, it's just a different approach. Like, and maybe if I did that eight years ago. Sure. Maybe my trajectory would be trajectory would be different, um yeah. but it's kind of the same thing like i that's not really what is like what I'm passionate about is like being known as Dave's assistant I mean, I'm proud of that job, I do a really good job, and I work hard at it, but you know um the the passion for like impacting people is.
1: Yeah. Not about that. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think, you know, just because you were saying about, you know, not being popular and famous and, and good, and I'm fine with that. But obviously, some acknowledgement, some credit would be nice. But um, when you really then relate back to what. When you really tie back to, like, what's the, what's the point of it all? What's mm-hmm. the purpose of it all? It's not for fame. It's not for yeah. any of that. It's it's really to be a contributor to somebody else's process of changing their life, and yeah. like that's that's the big thing. You're not the pope throwing holy water on people. You know, doing this this bestowing upon people this this miracle type thing. Um, and I think for me, at least, when I look at that and I say, okay, like that's what I want to do with between the ears I want to continue to serve I want to. Have, I, there's these there are these demographics that I do want to help mm-hmm. and be involved in right like normal normal people veterans then there's specialized you yeah. know games mm-hmm. or C-level people or yeah. whatever and when that's the intent and when that's the mission and when you get back to it and be like okay this is what I want to do then there is no measurement beyond one Mm -hmm. that really matters because like then it's like we'll have people's lives changed yes will they continue to yes so the maybe the rate or the growth or the volume isn't at whatever publicity or or fame thing Um, but but that doesn't mean that you know the the people who have sure you know and so that's kind of cool Um, but anyway so that's we're coming up on like an hour so that's yeah. That's um any any parting thoughts from from the games from your experience what's next no. what do you
0: um Well no. No. I um I mean it's certainly you know I have now like you said 4 weeks to train. Yeah. It definitely is interesting, as we said, like the different subjects of like awareness. Like, so that was like with my job and, but being out there, taking a week off, not really, I mean, dabbling in some of the stuff I was training to do, but we talked about it this morning, like just also having awareness and not projecting as I have done in the past with Mm. my own athletic endeavors and kind of taking that same topic of mindset forward for myself in this child. So what, what is
1: mindset gonna cause you know he said it a bunch yeah. but like and I've previously you have your definition yeah. I mean quality. for like, me I
0: just like where I see it is like these two different spheres so not allowing like having a clear distinction of like what the physical capacity is and my mental capacity so For example, the training for this triathlon in the past, I would probably be in a really stressed state right now, telling myself that if I don't do these things, that the result on the day of this race will be X, Y, or Z. Mm. And a lot of anxiety and doubt and projection and not enjoying any of the training. Mm. Um, But kind of the difference then being able to say like, okay knowing myself from a physical perspective and probably similar, you know, it's like I said to the games athletes, like, okay, there's the physical work that like I'm capable of. Yeah. And it's not outside of my realm, this, this event. So having the, the other, who I am, how I think, where I'm at, contribute to having a positive experience versus taking away. And so today is today. And, swam and did that and it was a good experience and it doesn't mean xyz for september 8th so so i guess that's kind of the next you know thing coming up for me to continue to work towards and i guess we'll see if next year is year nine of working the games to tbd not TDC TBD, mm. um, but yeah, it was a really, it was a, it was a really great experience from a for myself for yeah, like kind of a cool test.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's good to hear. And, and like I looking very... at those
0: tests as like a positive, like cool. This is an opportunity. I think that's yeah, that's, that's been the shift. It's like I want to mm-hmm. learn. And I want an opportunity to to put this stuff to practice versus looking at them as like, oh my God, like I just want that over with. Yeah. And that's a big difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean we we really didn't talk much.
0: No, we had some texts and the, the talking is nah. it's just not valuable at that point. It's no. little snippets and but I But even go in the form of
1: text. Like there was not much sure. Very little exchange. It's like you're in the deep end, girl. You got to swim. Or not. Yeah, and back
0: to your, you know, I listened to your support podcast out there, and I thought that was like very appropriate. And yeah. you know, it's like you have been there for a couple of years, and I don't know that that. I mean, I hadn't done the work at that point either. Sure, that's true. But even if you were there now, like, yeah, it wouldn't really have been like okay. Like, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be carrying me. Through the triathlon. You're going to be pushing me up the hill on the bike. Like, At I a certain am... point, you have to go do the work.
1: Yeah. yeah. By yourself. Yeah, I still find it interesting that, you know, the whole what people get, what people focus on before something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, for example, the triathlon you're doing, or, or half triathlon. Ironman, triathlon, whatever. The first thing people say is about the, the 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 temperature of the water or the hills right, right, or right. the or the this or the that. And it's like Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It it, it doesn't matter. It's not to say ignore it and be reckoned. And yeah, be educated, no. you, can be, but, you, you yeah. can be aware, but like that's where that's of 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 actionable intelligence versus just you know like sure. like but like oh it's it's you know, like we said in that little sprint one, like everybody and I called it. I said everybody's gonna freak out because they it's uphill
0: right and right like, i did i did one that was very aware that there was a hill there was a hill everybody talks about the hill and as soon as we got on the hill that's what we were talking about yeah. that people stopped so
1: and it's like it, that's amazing to me yeah that, that 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 that's the case but you buy into you buy into things being way harder than they probably yeah. are so much easier than you buy into your effort to mm-hmm. overcome
0: yeah and and then it robs you of that. I mean, I've robbed myself of a lot of great experiences, like every single, every single regional, sectional, when that was like, I look back at those and it was a miserable experience. Christina on this podcast yesterday asked me what my definition of misery is. And it was like, we only had like 30 seconds to come up with an answer. I'm like, eee. Um... But in that moment, one of the things that came to mind was like being in a self-imposed prison, is like misery,
1: yeah.
0: and you don't have to because you don't have to do that. So yeah, that's it. That was that, that was Phil's ankle. If you heard that pop, by the way.
1: All right, cool. I think that's enough. Um, the practice starts September first. Sign up. Uh, let's see. California, Maine, Arizona. Sweden, Sweden England, Wales. Yeah. the group. New Jersey. New Jersey, of course. Um,
0: yeah, that's pretty DC,
1: cool. North Carolina.
0: Oh, Illinois.
1: Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. Um yeah so worldwide
0: the, just like the CrossFit games
1: yeah so the group is forming a um, the group is is gonna is really cool and the experiences are vast which is neat yeah which is which is really cool Um. yeah so I'm looking forward to that for sure so sign up for that if you want if you want to questions or whatever obviously you know ask I'm here I've been a broken record on that one so this was a long. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but I think feedback. It was, it was
1: kind of good to just do like a, a review, like a chat. Yeah. you know there was would really be interesting in it if
0: people have specific questions.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure, we can do yeah. like a and A kind of yeah. thing. Um, right on, so that's all we got.
0: We will be back next week.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we'll video it, though. Oh, maybe we're going to... I don't know if we're going to video it. We're going to be on the road.
0: Yes, but we can still do it.
1: We can still do it. Maybe it'll be a shorter one. Anyway. All right, that's it. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. I don't know. You can you can also send me a personal message and rate my co-hosts. Um, she's on a probationary period right now, so it's like... In fact, the fact that you're sitting on this chair... The fact that you're sitting on this chair Nick Whitting, would be very disappointed. I should get out the I paint get bucket, a bucket. Yeah. And you don't get to sit in the chair until
0: well, But we're also of. married, so that could impact other relationships. All right guys, goodbye. <laughs>